As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hogan Johns. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Yeah, it's always disappointing, you know, when you when you don't uh, put the W up. But again, our eyes are forward now. Uh, I thought our guys battled today. It didn't come out on the end on our side, but uh, that's the way it is. They get it into the hands of Bayless Jones. Jones all the way to the end zone. Oh, wow. He never stepped out of bounds. Now Peterman finds his tight end. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. No, no, calm down. Learn to enjoy it. Good luck with that one. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Whose side are you on? The losing side. Thank you. One of the main focuses of this year was to build foundational floor to build up. And I think we did that. Mission accomplished. Well done, man. Pack it up. We're going home. It's Hogan Johns. What is up? Welcome in... The Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. How about that? Can I paint you a picture of how this kind of unfolded at Soldier Field? Please do. I can't wait to hear it. I was done watching the game probably with, well, maybe at the beginning of it, but jokes aside, like halfway through the the fourth quarter and in the back of... You mispronounced three weeks ago. (laughs) I'm sorry. Something like that. (laughs) So in the back of uh, the Soldier Field press box, they had all the games, right? They usually have all the games. And in the one corner, in the the corner by the the water and whatnot, was the Texans and Colts game. I was the first person to walk up there. Then came Jason Leisure from the Sun-Times, John Greenberg from The Athletic. This group kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So by the end of it, Nearly the nearly the entire press box is now watching this game, whether they stayed and waited for the Bears game to come off the screens in the press box or were in the back of the press box watching it with us because that was the true story, was it not? Yeah. I understand that many fans in the Midway or in various locations throughout Soldier Field were watching the outcome of that game as well. This game was in hand. Vikings had it. It became about that first pick. And, and you know... Certain brass members were somewhere in this facility secretly watching it as well. I mean, that was a, a crazy dramatic finish. I don't know how Davis Mills got that pass through into the end zone. Absolutely oh, wild. Insane. Yeah. It's one of the so few one instances of the- where you hear, like, in, in everybody in the press box is like, oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, it's yeah. there, there, there's a few moments where, like, no matter who you are or what you're rooting for or care about or shouldn't be rooting for, like, there's, 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 a, there's a cool video. I've told, I may have told this story before, but I was covering the Big Ten Championship, uh, excuse me, Big Ten tournament, the basketball tournament one year. And Minnesota's playing, like, Iowa or Penn State. I don't even remember who they are playing in the game. Like, I'm there covering it, working. I'm on press row with a credential. And Blake Offarber, there's a full court pass, catch it, shoot, buzzer shot. And if you watch on, like, the Big Ten Network or ESPN or whatever it was on, there's Adam Hogue on press row literally jumping out of my seat and, like, oh. Because, like, how do you not react? Like, we're not yes. robots. Yes. I mean, and if anything, I'm a Wisconsin guy. I hate Minnesota. And I was like reacting to a Minnesota play. Same thing here. So apparently, because this was right as we're going live on our show on CHGO, Johns. Uh, we're all huddled around an iPad watching this when the Texans got that touchdown. Not the two-point conversion, but the touchdown. And um, Kevin Kaduk from CHGO sent a photo. I'm like three feet off the ground, jumping up in the air, just reacting to it. Cause like, how the hell did that pass go through? It makes no sense. I thought it was going to be intercepted. We all did. It should have been. It went right through number 25's hands. (laughs) Sometimes it takes some luck, man. It takes some luck to be good. It takes luck to get the first overall pick. You saw that unfold today. Then you get the two point conversion. Johns, it, it's not just today, though. Darnell Mooney drops that pass against Washington. Cairo Santos misses the extra point against the Lions. You have the Amir Smith Marset play against Minnesota. Justin Fields gets hurt, throws an interception against the Falcons, doesn't play the next week against a Jets team that kind of turned out they're not that good. And you had no chance. To, like, so many things went into this. But I guess that's how it works out sometimes. I mean, I, it's just, it's pretty crazy when you actually think about this whole season. And in the midst of all that, Justin Fields got better. Yes. Yes. Passer rating goes up. QB gar, QBR, QBR, QBR goes up. QBR I was in the, too. The, the locker room in, in a scrum around Colcomet when Ryan Poles walked through. And this is the lead of my column. You can check it out in the athletic dot com later today and Cole Komet kept saying like um let me read you one of his quotes there's a lot of work to be done in this offseason for sure now he was talking about himself he's talking about his teammates but you couldn't help but feel those words again as Ryan Poles came walking through the middle of the locker room with his winter coat on he had the orange ties always and the work belongs to him this is an amazing opportunity for the Chicago Bears for Ryan Poles to change the Chicago Bears, I should say. Not only has he made all the moves to give himself the most cap room in 2023, but now he is the first overall pick with Justin Fields already on his roster, with that quarterback already on his roster. You should trade the first overall pick. You should. Yeah. The amount of picks you can get for it right now, knowing the Houston Texans are at number two and may have interest in selecting quarterback, only increases the value, Adam Hope. 
Well, they're going to be talking about, uh, and there is your, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can see the draft order there. The Bears locked into that number one spot. Texans locked in the number two spot. It, Indianapolis at number five. I'll tell you what, if you're watching us live right now as you're paying attention to these late afternoon games, you should probably at this point now be rooting for uh, at least Arizona to lose. Because if you're like if you're you don't want Indy to move up is my point. Because in a trade with Indy, you get more the farther up they have to go. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's it's a small thing here, but it just the fallout of this Colts Texans game. Either one of those teams could be a team that wants to now trade up with you, and there could be a bidding war. So that's why we talked about it going into this game. It's in Indy's best interest. Like, even maybe more so than Houston. Well, I mean, I guess equally. But it really was in Indy's best interest, too, to lose this game today. (laughs) You think of the 2021 draft, right, where Trevor Lawrence is the undisputed number one pick. And we Mm -hmm. talked about this on this show. The Jets win games at the end of the year and fall to number two and get stuck with Zach Wills. And now here they are again looking for another quarterback because that is not working out. The list of teams that need quarterbacks is long this year. Starts with the Texans. You mentioned the Colts. You have the Panthers lurking in the top 10. Then you have teams just outside the top 10 who can make that move. The Rams trade up to number one in 2016 is going to be talked at length, right? Like That's like the starting point if you're a top 15 team that wants to move up. Two first-round picks, a bunch of seconds, and even more than that to get that number one pick. Yeah, It's quite the opportunity for Ryan Poles. Like a now lot of that, his decisions you, led to this, but wow. You were just mentioning the Rams trade, right? Jared Goff? Yes, for Jared Goff. Now they move back to 15 is the only thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, so that that's the other side of it. I mean, it's how far back are you willing to move? The farther back you go, the more you get, obviously. Um, and then it's what you, what do you do with all that once you get it, right? Once you get that extra draft capital. So yeah, it, if you look back at that move for the Titans, sorry, I interjected a bit. No, it's okay. The two best players they got out of it, Jack Conklin and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Now they missed on some other picks, but those aren't two bad ones to start with. Sure. Right? Derrick Henry is the face of their franchise. Jack Conklin was an all-pro in his first year. Now he's with the Browns, I think, but Derrick Henry's not a bad starting point. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, Where does this win for the Texans rank in all time <laughs> wins that Lovey Smith has had for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> top five. It's gotta be the top five at least. <laughs> gotta be. It's like NFC championship game beating the Colts week 18, 2022 <laughs> for another team, <laughs> but good for him. The Texans are a mess. You know Lovey Smith is getting fired after this year. I, I'd be stunned if he's not. Absolutely stunned if he's not. Really? It strikes me as a team that's going for a full house cleaning. Again, I'd be stunned if they didn't. They're, it's an unpredictable franchise. <laughs> At some point like- when you fire a coach every year, though, like don't you have to be worried about who wants that job? And that's kind of been their problem the last two years. Who wants the job? Yeah. yeah. They had to settle for David Coley. They, they fired him. Then they didn't get their top targets last year. Everybody criticized them even interviewing Josh McCown. And then they're like, all right, let's just promote Lovey. 
And I'm sure Lovey knew what he was getting get into. Like you're not going to turn down the job, but it's I don't know. Yeah, that's part of the point though too. There's only 32 of these. Right. I I bet you Lovey would go in there and be like, nobody in Chicago is saying fire Matt Eberflus. What was I supposed to do with this roster? And I and I think he brought a level of competitiveness and respectability to it. So watch him get fired, and then Flus hires him to be the Bears DC. Probably not. The Bears know like to hear like Matty Eberflus isn't really coming out and saying it. Like at least not directly. Maybe he will on Tuesday, but he knew what he was getting into this season. He knew the Bears had more dead money in their books than active contracts. Yeah. He actually, like one of his best quotes today is how he tried telling us how he felt the trades of Cleo Mack, Robert Quinn, and Roquan Smith and how it lasted weeks. Irreplaceable players, your three best defensive players, and of course you're going to get one of the worst defenses in the league. He felt all that. He knew what he signed up for. He knew this was about... Next year, not so much this year. You just have to survive what this is and maybe get something out of Justin Fields, which you did. I still don't think that if you pulled anybody in the Bears organization after that win against the Patriots on Monday Night Football, that any of them would have set a 10-game losing streak to finish the year as even a remote possibility. Right. I, I think... Even with the trades, even with the trading of Roquan Smith. It, right. I, I, don't you agree with that? Right. That game itself, if anything, like Chase Claypool is here because of that game and some of the games after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the 32nd overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Bears traded that for Chase Claypool, who was the 49th just a few years ago. So, of course, that's kind of – it is what it is at this point. He needs an offseason and a training camp with Justin Fields. That's fine. But that game against the Patriots, the success that Justin Fields started to experience in the middle of the season, which was legit, which was his arms and his legs, I would tell you. That's why you have Chase Claypool here. He needed help. It is what it is at this point. But, yes, the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool at this very moment doesn't look too good for Ryan Poles. Did you just say arms, plural? Because he, Was he throwing lefty, too? Ran with it in his. I don't. Um, I don't. I guess I just was double checking it. I just want to make sure I didn't miss. I went it. I through guess the stats little... <laughs> last podcast. It was there. Well, yeah, he needed that one I, with yeah, his arm, yeah. his right arm, and his legs. I got gotcha. you. There you I'm go. Just messing with. I'm just messing with you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop. I'm certainly not going to do a deep dive on every... um season that led to a number one overall pick this one's off the top of my head this one seems incredibly improbable i mean we've certainly seen bad teams that just lose and lose and lose like the lions going oh and 16 or whatever it this is just it's it's been a wild entertaining year like i i maybe i'm wrong but i would just like i, I want to say like when the lions went oh and 16 i don't think there's anything entertaining about that Unless you're getting joy out of them being winless, this was a—that's what I'm getting. It's just a weird year to have your quarterback get better 
and go on a 10-game losing streak at the same time. It just doesn't happen that way. Well, he provided the hope. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah. That's that, that was part of the the main storylines going to into this year and the Bears have acknowledged as much. You wanted to see Justin Fields get better in a new scheme and have some level of success. And he yeah. did. Now that success did not lead to wins, which which is probably okay for for the Bears brass right now because you have the first overall pick, but I understand what they were saying in terms of experience-wise, learning how to finish, but better players on both sides of the ball will help you finish games better and win them as well. I mean, I'm thinking a little bit about the Jaguars right now. So, you know, coming out of last season and everything was a disaster with Urban Meyer, but they they had to have felt good about having Trevor Lawrence. They still ended up with the number one pick. I don't know if they're feeling the same optimism like at this moment because they didn't know who their next head coach was going to be. But I imagine once they got Doug Peterson, once they added some of those pieces in free agency, and then they said, they, oh, yeah, and we have the number one pick, I imagine there was some optimism there that they could make the run that they ended up making and winning a bad AFC South and making the playoffs this year. Um, but doesn't this Bears thing seem to be like at an even higher level in that like they had the whole coaching foundation put in already this year? Like this time last year, the Jaguars didn't know who, their, who was going to be their coach. They didn't know if Trent Balky was still going to be in there. It, it was it was still chaos for the most part, and I and I feel like here, the Bears. I mean, you feel the optimism about Justin Fields, and it, I don't want to say it's like an accident they got the first pick because. Trust me, there was a lot of bad things that happened, especially defensively in the second half of the season. Well, they were a bad team. But doesn't the this team first still feel 14 like... 14-lost team in franchise yeah. history. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but it just doesn't seem like this was a, a number one overall pick-worthy bad. Does that make sense? Like, well, there's been and... too much optimism about this team all year for them to have the number one pick. Yeah, yes. Um, well, it's... It's Justin Fields again. Yeah, that's right? what that's it, what I'm getting it, at. Isn't yeah. that isn't that your answer? You know? Yeah. It is, um, it is, yeah. His passer rating went up by more than ten points. His QBR went up by what? More than like uh, hold on, let me give you the exact numbers here on this. QBR, which I prefer in terms of rating quarterbacks. Uh keep talking, Adam Hogue. First All name right. for you today. He went from having why well, won't this load? So you're looking up last year's QBR versus this. He had a passer, a QBR. Okay, let's go pass rating. 2021, 73.2. Went up to 85.2. Okay. QBR, which factors in a lot more than passer rating. He had a 26.4 QBR to 53.9. Okay. And then and where the does that rank? It's still a significant jump. Isn't that what you're judging him off of? His own progress sometimes? Sure. I could tell you well, that he like ranked ninth. That's why I like expect, expected points added, too. All right. I could, I could tell you that he ranked ninth in EPA from week seven to week 16 this season. I threw out the, the Lions game because I feel like that's an outlier. We talked about this in a previous podcast. Yes, it happened. Yeah. Yes, it was ugly. Yes, he threw some weird interception to Aiden Hutchinson, which was more of a, I don't know, a whatever play. 
to be honest with you. He even said it so himself. But he was hurt. His hip was bothering him. His shoulder was bothering him. It is what it is against a hungry Lions team. I feel like that's an outlier compared to some of the success he had against the Bills or even against the Eagles, especially the Eagles game. So there was progress made by Justin Fields. I know there's a debate about that right now in some of the comments, but it's there, statistically there. And I think coaches, I think players, and I think a lot of scouts would tell you the same. So he was ninth among quarterbacks in EPA over that stretch that you brought up. Yes. So in in like – the so basically, since the Bears made that switch midseason through uh, the Bills game, he was a top ten quarterback in terms of adding points to the scoreboard, which is the name of the game. What you're trying to do. That's why I like EPA. Um, I mean, yeah, and with no help. So yes, if you're going to be bring up the butt, which is which I've done too, and and we've all done, which is he still. A lot of that was running the football, and you'd like to see more of it be passing the ball, especially because I think everybody, including Justin, understands that this is not sustainable, running this back again like it was. But I'm also, I also understand the other side of it, which is, okay, add the pieces. Get them a better O-line. Get them better receivers, and then you can rely more on the passing game. And I'm totally with you on that. It's definitely worth being excited about, no question. You don't think A.J. Brown helps Jalen Hurts? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why they made that trade, yes. I, I, I mean, I mean yeah. seriously, right? Like, you don't think Travis Kelsey helps Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Look what happened to Tua's numbers in Miami because of Jalen Wada, Jalen Waddle. Wada. Waddle. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill. I'm serious. It, it, it helps in, in so many ways. Um, the help helps. Right, the help helps. The help helps. That's a good uh, motto for the off season. The, the help, help helps. helps. <laughs> like <laughs> Bears twenty twenty three off season. The help helps. <laughs> this is gonna be a wild ride, man. There's a lot of stuff to cover. We got a presidency, a team presidency that's gonna get figured out here and announced probably. You got the Bears being way more active in free agency, which means the combine is more interesting. The, having the number one overall pick, which also means high picks and all the other later rounds, except the second. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. Definitely. New stadium. New stadium design that was sent out to reporters at 5 in the morning <laughs> today. Yeah. What was that? I, I, I actually haven't seen it yet. I'm not sure. It looks, I watched it before the game started. It looks amazing. I, I'm not it? sure how feasible it is. Uh, Where did someone, it come from? Um, some PR design agency for the city. Okay, so it is coming from the city. Yes. There, there was a quote okay. from somebody in there from the city. Okay. Is it like the last one that just looked totally unrealistic? No, this is better. This is better. Okay. Did it have a Much roof better. on it? It did have a roof on it. Okay. All right, I'm willing to listen. Still, having lived in this area and city my entire life, having grown up in Chicago, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. That's for sure. Like, see more than a fake video. Yeah. Like actual finished product. 
But this is why you got to get a team president in here like ASAP, right? To get all this stuff figured out. It's a it's a weird situation. All right. Well, you got anything else? No. Want to break no. the, break down the O-line play today or anything or I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Okay. What do you think and, about and I mean, Stroman's and, and, interception? And I mean, well, it was a good interception. And I mean that respectfully for all the guys that played today, but it is what it is. Cole Komet There's played well. A, Cole Komet did play well. There's going to be a lot of new players coming into to 2023. It's just the reality of it. All right. Well, we got plenty of time to break it all down. Uh, final open locker room of the season tomorrow. Press conference Tuesday morning. We might have to adjust Tuesday's show accordingly to account for that press conference. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. So stay tuned. Don't be surprised if Tuesday's press or, or excuse me, podcast is later. Um, all right. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. AllCHGO.com for me. Good stuff from Soldier Field Johns. AviaShirts.com where you get all the merch. And uh, you can also get this DeMar shirt too. How about the Bills returning the opening kickoff today for a touchdown? That guy returned two. He did. But that was just a crazy way to start an emotional game. Unbelievable. All right. uh, We'll be back Tuesday one way or the other. Talk to you then. See ya. Point is... uh... Those are some numbers.